Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. It's time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. It's NCAA Day, David. March Madness oh. is upon us. Oh, it's, it's been upon us. Are you, you're not saying of the first four, I take it. Oh, there's a first four. <laughs> That's right, Doug. And, and one, one, of us has, one of us has picked all, all, all those games correctly. I won't name any names, but it's me. I, can I still do a bracket? Is that a thing? I mean, I think uh, I'm I'm in the only contest in the world that counts the first four. So yeah. Okay, so I'm safe. The game's tip today. Okay, I will do I will do a bracket. I did a little bit of a cram session uh, yesterday. I don't know how I I still don't know enough to really uh, fill out an educated bracket, but I think that probably puts me in a better position. It'll be it it'll be puts you in the in the majority. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be a good test because I, I normally research these things, so it'll be a good test of, you know, that time-tested theory of the the person that knows the least normally winning the bracket tournaments. Well, I, I got to say, I'm a big fan of you know you can do everything on the phone these days, and uh, I filled out my bracket in about mm, 30 seconds using a uh, using an app that does such things. So. That was enjoyable. I didn't spend too much time thinking about it, and um, it'll probably all come crashing down about three thirty today. But yeah, <laughs> that was the way I chose to do it. Well, there you go. Uh, well, things almost came crashing down for the Hornets in the fourth quarter of the. Mm. Boom! That's called Nailed a it. that's called a segue uh, <laughs> in the fourth quarter of their game against the Orlando Magic. But the Hornets uh, do end up pulling this game out. David, your thoughts on the game? I mean, it was a game I thought that the Hornets really needed to win, not only because. In, to end the homestand right, but also because it was a crucial divisional game, a divisional game that they'll need for tie-breaking purposes against the Miami Heat. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all big now, as we've said, and they wanted to finish that homestand out on a good note. And this game had a little bit of everything, Doug. They got down early. Uh, they came back and took an overwhelming lead, or what you would think would be overwhelming, and then had a little bit of the of the whoopsies come sneak back on them when they they let the magic in at the very end. You know, I think Clifford put went to go put some of the starters back in with, gosh, I want to say I don't know three or four, maybe five minutes ago as a fourteen point game, which hello in the NBA is still a game. So that's become a bit of a theme, and I don't know whether it's something to worry about at this point. I wanted to get your thoughts on that because. This team has been compared a little bit to the Panthers, you know, whether that fits uh, in all categories or not, you know, some of the similarities in the past Panther season. One of them was they used to get up big on teams and then let them come back. I was had zero worries about the Panthers. Uh, do you have any worries about this becoming a thing for the Hornets? I'm concerned about the bench play at this point. And you look yeah. across, you look across the, the, the four 
guys in the bench rotation. Al Jefferson, 3 of 12. Jeremy Lin, 2 of 7. Troy Daniels, 1 of 6 from the field. Frank Kaminsky, 1 of 5. That's one game against Orlando, but they've had several games where they've really struggled to shoot and at times struggled to defend across the board. It's not just one guy uh, letting his man go. It's a it's a unit thing. And they've tried mm-hmm. playing Nick Batum with them, and I, I looked at some lineup numbers and – for whatever reason, that hasn't that hasn't helped. It seems like it seems like when Nick Batum plays with the bench unit, for whatever reason, it's it's not helping. So they tried something different last night. Went with Kimba Walker, and you know shoveled him in the into that late bench unit, and that didn't work either. And so then you start to go, okay, well we we've, we're trying different starters with these guys, and it's not working. You know, there's something obviously going on with the bench and. You know, I don't know. It's 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 going to be an issue, I think, because this was a team that was touted as a team that had depth early on in the year, and you had Jeremy Lin lighting it up on offense. You had uh, Frank Kaminsky shooting the ball well, and you, you, of course Spencer Hawes was playing well, and now he's uh, continuing. Uh, he he's going to continue to be out with his lower back strain, and then. You've got this Jeremy Lamb, Troy Daniels situation. Who's going to get the minutes moving forward? And you know, in Troy's in Troy's case, I think he's done some things well and done some things not well. I thought defensively, uh, he he made a couple of mistakes last night, and I thought offensively, uh, he's hesitating to shoot a little bit. So I don't know how long he'll stay in the rotation. So there are plenty of question marks on this Hornets bench rotation, and we'll take a deeper. That's going to be one of the segments uh, tonight for sure on Hive Talk Live Thursdays brought to you by ESPN 730. I want to make sure to take a closer look at some of these bench struggles and see if we can kind of diagnose a little bit of what's going on. Yeah, you'd think a homestand would be the place where they would shore up that, right? You know, uh, get right a little bit. But maybe maybe it'll be going back on the road. I, I mean, it seems a little less likely, but, you know, who knows? I mean, Jeremy Lamb, yeah, you mentioned this. I'll be interested to hear what you guys say tonight because another goose egg in the minutes column and every other column as a result. Uh, for Jeremy Lamb last night, where Tor Daniels got 14 minutes, and he scored two points. That one bucket he hit was on a nice cut and dish from Big Al, but it wasn't a jumper, so he wasn't feeling it like he has been in the past. I mean, is it anybody's guess at this point, you know, how that's going to shake out? Has there been any indication? I didn't hear anything from Clifford last night that would lead me to believe, you know, it's going to change or stay the same. Have you heard anything else? No, I think it's, it's, it's a stay the course kind of thing. And, and to see if, if some of these concerns kind of shake themselves out and see if guys get out of, out of a slump. And I, and I think you're right. I think a, a road trip, which the Hornets have a couple as we head into the end of this season could uh, do something for the bench because, you know, when you travel, I think you, you have to naturally uh, depend on all nine guys as opposed to, you know, relying on your starters exclusively. So, But the starters played well last night. Nick Batum, 10 of 17 from the field for 26. He had 26, nine assists, and seven rebounds. I mean, that is a great game. Mm-hmm. Marvin Williams. He was a vision. Yeah, Marvin Williams, 26 points, nine rebounds. He had four offensive rebounds and a really key offensive rebound late into that fourth quarter that helped uh, stave off the magic run. And and I thought, you know, credit to the magic. They did a great job in the fourth quarter and, and several teams have done this to the Hornets in the fourth quarter. And 
Clifford's mentioned it before, and all teams seem to struggle with this thing that teams tend to do late, and that's switch all screens. And when the starters came back in, uh, the Magic were, were switching everything, and it stopped. It did two things. It stopped uh, the Hornets' barrage of threes that they hit them with in the second and third quarter, and it stopped uh, some early penetration. And when the Hornets did get that penetration, they didn't convert. So that'll be something to watch as well, and I'm sure that, that teams are – uh, taking notice of that weakness in in the Hornets offense uh, if you switch you know if you switch you can't do it for very long because teams pick up on it and then you can you know bring in a delayed second screen and kind of counter that and the Hornets tried to do that and um, found a little bit of success with that but you know it's just something to watch I think as you move forward yeah just not a great finish to that game only 15 points in that fourth quarter the lowest of the night. So you were happy to see those 30-point quarters come back. You know, they had 26 in the first. I wouldn't consider the first a, a failure other than the fact that they did give up 30 to Orlando. Uh, but then clamped down. I mean, that's the second and third quarters really had to make you feel good if you're watching from a Hornets perspective. Um, so the bounce-back game, I consider that a success. A success, Doug, would you, would you feel good about that? It's because we were looking at that and saying, gosh, how are they going to bounce back from a disappointing Dallas loss? And I think you have to feel pretty good about the way they play for the most part, except for, you know, the bench, I guess, is a concern. Yeah, no, I thought the the, the energy was great. The, the focus was great. Guys were knocking down shots and, and defensively, you know, obviously they clamped down in that second quarter, only allowing the Orlando Magic to get 13 points. And, you know, sometimes defensively you just need one great quarter. And then to play, if you play okay the rest of the three quarters and you have just one great defensive quarter, because the Orlando Magic can score. That's the thing. Even without Vucevic, even without Alfred Payton, and they were missing, uh, who else were they missing? Oh, Ilyasova, who can help spread the floor. So you're missing all those guys, and yet still the Orlando Magic can score the basketball. A lot of that has to do with Evan Fournier, who they held uh, to uh, 0 of 5 from beyond the arc, and he is a really good three-point shooter. And then Aaron Gordon. 0 for 3 from the field. Two rebounds. Two rebounds. And, you know, honestly, I don't want to take that for granted because Marvin Williams did a great job of, almost an MKG-esque job of keeping Aaron Gordon in front of him and keeping the guys, I said this on Twitter, keeping the guys behind him from being on on a poster, on a highlight reel. I mean, he was amazing defensively when it came to containing Aaron Gordon and making him take jump shots he was very uncomfortable it really was I mean the bench performances for or bench or guys who have played on the bench Brandon Jennings Andrew Nicholson who I've always been a big I've always had a kind of a basketball crush on Nicholson because he can post you up and he can hit threes and so so few guys can do both of those things and and he did both of those things last night and that really helped uh, the magic get back into the game so yeah, the, like I like the Magic, uh, but you know they have some problems defensively, and the Hornets were able to expose that from beyond the arc, and they win the game. So it's a it's a good win for Charlotte. It's a bounce back win. You certainly didn't want to end the homestand with two straight losses. That would have really erased, I think, a lot of the goodwill that the Hornets have have gained nationally going into this extremely important game against Miami. Yeah, huge game against Miami tonight, uh, second night of a back-to-back. To lose that one last night would have really been to end that on down that right, and, and going into this one would not have been good. So, hey, 
these two teams are right there. I mean, they're separated by what a game uh, in the standings. Yeah, so they're yeah. all important, and, and these are doubly important, obviously, being divisional games. Yeah, Boston has lost three in a row now. They lost again last night to the Thunder. They're without Jay Crowder, who is mm-hmm. definitely in line for most improved players. So he's one of their most important players. They've lost three in a row, so they're down to the fifth seed now at 39 and 29. Hornets still in the sixth seed at 38 and 29. Miami in the three seed at 39 and 28. And Atlanta, 39 and 29 in the fourth seed. So, yeah, the, the Hornets. A uh, half game back from the fourth seed, and yeah, full game back from Miami. So, yeah, you if you beat my if you beat Miami tonight, then you're tied with them. I think they still have the tiebreaker. So yeah. Atlanta doesn't play. I don't believe Boston plays either. Or no, excuse me, Atlanta plays. I'm sorry, the Atlanta plays the Nuggets tonight. So. There's a chance the Denver not playing well right now, but they have some talent on that team. That you know, definitely going to be a Nuggets fan for sure tonight if you're the if you're a Hornets fan. So, yeah, a lot of interesting matchups as we as we move along here. Boston has another tough game coming up against Toronto. So, you know, man, I mean that that high ankle sprain for Crowder here late in the season. You just you're if you're a Hornets fan, you're going glad it's not us. Knock on wood. Double knock on wood. Um, you know, we've experienced those kind of late season injuries before and certainly you hope the Hornets stay healthy. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, we talk about seven wins in a row, uh, eight, you know, uh, eight wins here at home and, you know, it can all come kind of crashing down with one injury. So the, the NBA is a fickle, fickle mistress. So true. I think important tonight, getting off to a fast start, you know, that Miami heat crowd can be a bit sleepy until about the second quarter. And I think it'll be key for the Hornets to to get a jump on that home team, especially if they're without some of their key guys that we highlighted the other night. So a big one for the Hornets tonight, and they need to be ready because that place has not been overly kind to the visiting Charlotte teams in recent history. No, absolutely not. We'll we'll have a, a deeper preview of this Miami game tonight on Hive Talk Live Thursdays, brought to you by ESPN 730. My man Justin Thomas will be joining. He'll have some sound. Uh, from inside the locker room from last night's game. We'll continue to talk about this Orlando Magic victory and what it means for the Hornets. And again, we'll we'll talk about some of these bench struggles, dive into the lineup numbers, see if we can figure something out. Until then, listen at 6 p.m. tonight, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about the Hornets. We'll talk more about this uh, crucial, crucial game coming up against Miami. All hail the Teal and Purple. <laughs>